Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. It also proves that the, 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 the Hells Angels were always like, well, he was going to shoot at Mick Jagger, and we luckily saved Mick Jagger. Right. It, it's not true. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show and the Rock School Radio Network. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Happy New Year. What's your name, young lady? Tammy Burns. Tammy Burns, Happy New Year. Here we are in 2021, and it's amazing. Every problem has gone away. All mine went away. There's no more COVID. Everything's working, and that's not true. I'm, yeah. I'm, we're recording this in December. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm just going to take a guess. It, uh, you know, everything's fine. Is everything fine? It is with it, me. It is with and you. And I won the lottery. Did you really? Yeah, I Why did. didn't you tell me about that? I don't want to share. <laughs> I would like a new car if I could have one. That's why you can't have any money. See, that's the thing. You you say you won the lottery, and when somebody says they've won the lottery, they're, um, you know, you've won millions of dollars, when in reality it was a scratch-off ticket, and they won, like, a free scratch-off ticket. Yeah, they did. Which lost. That's winning the lottery with me. Here is... The first show of the year. It's part of a twofer. We do this at the beginning of every year. I think this is the 10th year we've done it, which means next year we will begin to double ourselves. So I probably have to think of another topic to do at the beginning of the year. Here's what we do. We call it the cocktail show. Remember Beth West when she was sort of sitting in your seat? Yes. Beth West referred to this as the cocktail show. And what it is, is basically a very large seven days and 70 seconds. Because what we do, since it's a new year, we go back 10 years and 10 years and 10 years and 10 years. And we tell you what this year is the anniversary of. So when the year progresses, you Somebody says to you, hey, did you know that this happened? Well, of course I knew. Yeah, I knew that. I listen to rock school. So I like, for the heck of it, to try and go back as far as I possibly can to begin. And I was able to go all the way back to 1871. That was 150 years ago. March 29th, the Royal Albert Hall in London opens. Ta-da! Beautiful. Okay, 1891. Apparently, absolutely nothing happened in 1881. But I think 1881 was Silent Night, if I'm not mistaken. That's when Silent Night occurred. But I could be 100% wrong. 130 years ago, May 5th, the Music Hall in New York City has its grand opening. It will later be known as Carnegie Hall. And the first person to play, Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. Oh, really? How about that? Uh, 1901, 120 years ago, ragtime becomes the music that sweeps the nation, and Edison's gold molded process was discovered. 
Okay, what is that? When Edison created his machine to play music, it was on a cylinder. And what you did is you, you spoke into this tube that got smaller and smaller and smaller. And when you do that, it's like putting your thumb over the end of a hose. Mm-hmm. So the just a little bit of pressure becomes more pressure because it's coming out of a smaller space. So by speaking into this thing, your sound waves, which is just energy, just pressure, it gets pushed and pushed and pushed to the point where it could move a cantilever. And that cantilever, think of a seesaw, that cantilever had a needle at the end of it and it would cut in to one of these cylinders as it spun right and you had a record and you simply played it back with the needle following the same track which is which is basically and it's a lot more than this i know which is basically the sound wave cut into this 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 cylinder well here's the problem before this system in, uh, what was that, 1901? Yeah, before this system in 1901, the gold-molded process, every single cylinder had to be made specifically. Whereas once you had gold-molded, he cut a cylinder. This is going to sound very, you know, very the same as you have today. Mm-hmm. You created then a gold equal to it. You basically created a master. Right. And once you had the master, you could use that and go and squeeze it around the other one, and you could make as many cylinders as you wanted. So cool. That's what that is. Not that you needed to know, but there you go. 1911, that's 110 years ago. June 15th, Igor Stravinsky's ballet Petrushka premieres in Paris. Top song of 1911, let me call you sweetheart, I'm in love with you. Uh, Big Joe Turner, Mitch Miller, as in Sing Along With. Vaughn Monroe, Mahalia Jackson, Roy Rogers, and Spike Jones were all born. 1921, 100 years ago. The top song, in the morning, in the evening, ain't, ain't we, we got, got fun. fun. And also in uh, 1921, the vibraphone was invented. This guy named Herman Winterhoff of the Leedy uh, uh, Manufacturing Company attached a motor and spinning plates. So when you hit it, instead of just going, it went, cool. had that little vibrato in there. Yep. Lionel Hampton is credited with making the instrument popular. And 1931, 90 years ago, May 21st, RCA Victor's first commercially issued 33 and a third RPM record, Salon Suite Number no. 1 by the Victor Salon Orchestra is released. So in 1931, that's when your parents or grandparents could buy one of those gargantuan credenza audio machines. Had the two huge heavy speakers on each end, maybe a cassette player, an 8-track tape and all that, and you were told, don't touch that. Don't touch that. So what are we going to play? Well, in 1931, absolutely was the idea of Big Band huge. And I should do something on this because Big Band was just the greatest thing in the world and then dies because yeah. of World War II. Yep. What was the big one? Minnie the Moocher by Cab Galloway. Hi, 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 here on Rock School. Now here's a story about Minnie the Moocher 
She was a red hot hoochie coocher. She was the roughest, toughest rail. But Minnie had a heart as big as a hay whale. Howdy, 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 Coming out of Minnie the Moocher, you you made a statement that those the two songs that we were talking about in the morning, ain't we got fun? Mm-hmm. They're still popular, right? Why is it that some songs remain popular and some don't? I I wish I knew. My assumption is it gets attached to something other than itself as a song. Mm-hmm. It becomes part of a movie. It becomes part of a celebration. It becomes part of what have you. And it's simply dragged along through the eras yeah. to do that. Christmas songs are the same way. I mean, a hundred years from now, we're still going to be playing Alvin and the Chipmunks. Why? Because it's attached to Christmas. And it keeps getting dragged and silent along. silent night. Right. The thing you suggest, though, the, the idea of why this popular, why this not... I, I tell this to my students all the time because they're, you know, streaming's better than anything. Because, you know, records, it'll never get better than this. Yeah, it does. Uh, cassettes, it'll never get better. Yeah, it does. It Eight tracks, yeah, it does. Digital, it'll never get better. Yeah, it does. CD, never get better. Yeah, it does. So I don't know what's coming after streaming, but it's out there. And it's going to be better. And it's going to be better. Ooh, I like it. And it's going to be better. The show same, me. The show same, me, mister. Yeah, the same thing. What is it? What is popular to you? You assume is going to continue. I, I tell my my students. I'm teaching film history next semester, and I'm going to tell them that. Hey, look, you know, you're you're going to say to your grandchildren because sometimes I'll say I like this movie, and they're like, "You're so uncool." Mm-hmm. It's going to happen to you. You're going to look at your grandkid and go, "Brad Pitt is the most handsome guy in the world," and kid will look at you and go, "Who's Brad Pitt? I'll play you a DVD." What's a DVD? You know that kind of stuff. And he's not cute. And he, no, I don't like him. Uh, 1941. As we talk about the cocktail show, this is 80 years ago this year. These are the things that happened in May. Woody Guthrie writes and records "Roll On, Columbia, Roll On" and the Grand Coulee Dam in Portland, Oregon. It's going to become part of his famous Columbia River Collection. 1918, in Nazi Germany, like I said, before World War II swing and, and big band, that was the thing. Right. In Nazi Germany, 300 swing kids are arrested, told to stop the tolerance of swing music. That's right. You dirty, nasty kids. <laughs> in Hitler's Germany, if you weren't part of of the there was a name for it and i'm going to have to do a show on this but uh, if you weren't part of that chorus you weren't allowed to be a musician and furthermore if if you weren't playing german music then it it simply wasn't allowed under nazi germany alan lomax working for the library of congress discovers sunhouse and Muddy Waters, among mm. others. Mm-mm. Les Paul, this is also in 1941, almost electrocutes himself to death. He was playing with an electric guitar and touched the back of the amp. And the thing about that is you, you, there's electricity in that guitar. And when you touch it, if you complete a circuit, duh, Thank it goodness hits. he didn't. Well, yeah, he was basically what happened was I think it was his bassist punched him. 
because he was attached to the machine. Oh my god! And his bassist punched him, getting off the getting him off Ooh. the machine. <laughs> you know that happened to me too. I know. Tell I, it. I took the entire. I was at a, an AM radio station, five thousand watts, and I've been told numerous times that if it was more than five thousand watts, it could have been the end of me. But there was a, a a wire coming down, and because I'm an idiot, I touched it. Mm-hmm. And what it was was the, uh, the, the the what you call it, the lightning rod from the tower. Right. And there was a little break, and I put my finger between the break. I completed the circuit. So 5,000 watts from that tower went through me, and it <laughs> shot me back about 10 feet and all of that. And, oh, was I burnt? It was bad, bad was news. Was there so. not a sign that said, do not touch this? I yelled. When I was finally good, I called the engineer, and I yelled at him, because there was supposed to be a cover over top of it. Yeah. And I yelled at the engineer, what, how would you leave that out? And he just yelled back at me, why would you touch it? If yeah, you stupid. It was. Yeah, basically. Peppered with a few more words. Adult words. Yeah, the charts in 1941 belonged to the big bands. Tommy Dorsey, Glenn Miller led the way. Billie Holiday was also arguably the most popular singer in the world with the hit God Bless the Child. Look, we gotta play something. I said Lomax uh, discovers Muddy Waters and Sun House. Well, why not? Here's Muddy Waters here on Rock School. You know the gypsy told me that you your mother's bad luck child you know the gypsy woman told me that you your mother's bad luck child where well, you having a good time I took the gypsy woman as she said. I peeped through my keyhole, now another main lane. In my bed, you know the gypsy woman told me that you your mother's bad luck child. Well, you having a good time now. But that'll be in trouble after a while. Coming out of muddy waters as we do what we call the cocktail show. Uh, this is the new year, 2021. Happy new year, everybody. Woo! Haven't seen you since last year. You look we, good. I do. I've lost a lot of weight. Actually, I've gained a few pounds. Uh, what we're doing is we're going back 10 years and 10 years and 10 years and 10 years so you can have the decade anniversaries and sound smart throughout the year. We are at 1951. The rock and roll era has technically begun, but it is still pocketed, meaning there's rock and roll in Memphis. There's rock and roll in Los Angeles. There's rock and roll in where have you, New Orleans, that kind of thing. It won't be until 1955, really, because a lot of people say the first rock and roll song Mm -hmm. was Rock Around the Clock. Not a chance. However, it was the first national rock and roll song because of the movie The Blackboard Jungle. Remember me talking about songs are successful because something pulls them along? Yep, yep. It was the beginning. Like, you, you watch a movie today that's about inner city and drug deals. So what they do is they go get, like, the, the, the big rapper of the day, and he sings this song that's in a minor key and all of that, and it's supposed to be scary and set the mood for the movie. Mm-hmm. That's what they did with Rock Around the Clock for The Blackboard Jungle. 
this scary thing about these kids who yes. are at a delinquent high school. That's and then, right. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rocks. So we're in 1951. Rock and roll exists, but it's fringy type stuff. Okay, 70 years ago, 1951, March 3rd through the 5th, Jackie Brenston and his Delta Cats uh, record Rocket 88 at Sam Phillips' Sun Studio in Memphis, Tennessee. It may be the first rock and roll record. It also may very well be the first time a distorted guitar was used. I don't believe that one bit. There were distorted guitars way back in the 1930s and 40s because Mm -hmm. of the amplifiers. They simply didn't have the pressure to keep up, so people would overdrive the preamp, and that would create that... But, hey, great story about Rocket 88. Supposedly, water dripped on the cone of the amplifier, and that created that bicycle card in the spokes. I don't believe it, because I can create the same sound today. Right, right. And furthermore, it's not Jackie Brenston and his Delta Cats. It's Ike Turner's Kings of Rhythm. But because of contractual things, they couldn't use the name Ike Turner, so they went with Jackie Brenston, who was the saxophonist for the group. April 4, 1951, Frankie Lane, newly signed to Columbia Records, begins the highest paid vocalist of the day. Wow. Immediately justifies his new contract, recording the double-sided mega hit, Jezebel and Rose Rose I Love You. Do you know either of those? No. There you go. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Dead serious. June 14th, Bill Haley and his saddlemen record their version of Rocket 88. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. And then July 11th, disc jockey Alan Freed, the Moondoggy, broadcasts his first program on WJW in Cleveland, Ohio. Freud uses the tune. Freed. Freud. I got Sigmund Freud inventing rock and roll. Ooh, I like that. Freed uses the term rock and roll to mean the music, but it's really a euphemism for sex and goes out of his way to play the race records that the kids were buying. Yeah. Because, and this is where we get back to Bill Haley and Rocket 88, at this point in time, you were starting to see early signs of what's known as whitewashing. Jackie Brenston as Delta Cats was an African-American group. Mm-hmm. Popular song. Right. However, there was this fight between these two music publishers, ASCAP and BMI, and it was basically proclaimed by ASCAP that only white artists would be played on the radio. Yep. So what was happening was these great songs by these African-American artists were being covered. The big one, you know, is, is the Pat Boone covering all the songs by Little Richard. But this is one of the earliest ones. Look, there it is. Jackie Brenston and his Delta Cats, Rocket 88. Why in the world does Bill Haley and his Saddleman have to cover it? They don't. It's one they of the, shouldn't have. It's one of the earliest versions, okay? So I'm going to play a little bit of the Bill Haley song. And then one to into the one that you should be listening to, the real Rocket 88, here on Rock School. Let me introduce you to my rocket, baby. Yes, it's great, just one way. Every 
Everybody likes my rocket 88 cows will ride and stars Moving all along Jalopies, you heard the noise they make But let me introduce my new Rocket 88 Yes, it's straight, just one way Everybody likes my Rocket 88 Baby, we'll ride in style Moving all along first break let's wrap up 1951 these are items that happened 70 years ago this year november dinah shore begins her first television series the dinah shore show what a brilliant name yes it was how would we have come up with that runs for five and a half years and they throw another show at her april 21 1951 how High the Moon stays at number one for nine weeks by Les Paul and Mary Ford. Okay, so what? This is another one that's up there for possibly the first rock and roll record. It, it, it isn't, in my, in my opinion. It isn't. But what it does have is, I believe, again, the first rock and roll guitar solo. I get it. There were people playing individual notes and things like that. But you got to remember, when rock and roll first came out, the saxophone really was this dominant instrument. And a lot of the leads were done on saxophones. Think rock around the clock. Right. Dun, 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 da, 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 da. However, rock around the clock has this rock and roll guitar solo before it. And it's nice and quick and all that. And, and, and Elvis Presley employs this nice, quick, you know, lickety split gunslinger guitar stuff. Where'd it come from? Joe's opinion, Les Paul and Mary Ford, How High the Moon. By all means, listen to that guitar solo and you're going to go, oh, yeah. Also, How Many More Years, recorded by Howlin' Wolf, 1951. Robert Palmer cites it as the first record to, dis- uh, to feature a distorted power chord, played by Willie Johnson. Is it? Again, I don't know, but hey, why not? Cry, I'm going to get this right if it kills me, Cry by Johnny Ray was recorded October 16, 1951. Ray's emotional delivery, he was mistaken for a woman. He was also mistaken for an African-American man. And this is further of that whitewashing. How in the world did, and this is going to sound, you you can't be true, it's truth. How was Chuck Berry played so much on the radio? Yeah. He was thought to be a white man. No, he wasn't. Until it got out. And by then, the songs were already popular. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep, yep. Who's listening to us here on the Rock School Radio Show? KXTR, KTRL, Tarleton University, Stevensville, Texas. AMFM. Back in a minute here on Rock School.
Coming out of the break, let's leave 1951. Let's go to 1961. So everything I'm telling you about happened 60 years ago this year. And I talk about this idea that if you listen to this show, you will hear on the news, did you know this happened? And you can go, yeah, I did. Here's the first one I'm telling you is going to jump up and bite you. January 15th, Motown Records signs The Supremes. Oh, yeah. There you go. That one's going to jump up. February 12th, The Miracles Shop Around becomes Motown's first million-selling single. February 13th, 1961, Frank Sinatra forms his own record record label, blah, 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 Reprise Records. Uh, Beach Boys, Ella Fitzgerald, Kinks, Jimi Hendrix, all will be on it. March 1961, after leaving the Drifters, Benny King releases his first U.S. Top 10 solo hit, Spanish Harlem. March 21, the Beatles perform at the Cavern Club in Liverpool for the first time. That one's going to be thrown down your throat. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then March 25th, Elvis Presley performs a benefit show at the Block Arena in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. The show raises 62000 for the USS Arizona Memorial Fund. Nice. And the one we're going to play, uh-huh. April 23rd. If you haven't seen it yet, there is a sort of drama documentary out there called Judy. It stars Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland. And you want to see a life of fantastic success, but lows, 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 thanks pain, to booze pain. and right. Her concert at Carnegie Hall, Judy Garland's concert at Carnegie Hall, becomes sort of the cornerstone of this. It was the really the last gargantuan hurrah and really the last time Judy Garland was Judy Garland. And those who are a fan of that music, this, this may have been the, the, the shutting of that time period. Right. So, Judy Garland, concert at Carnegie Hall on Rockstar. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the wrist. Different gowns upon a bevy of high bras from down the levee on Misfits. Putting on the wrist. That's where each and every Lulu Bell goes Every Sunday evening with her swell bows Rubbing elbows, come let's mix Where Rockefellers walk with sticks and umbrellas In their midst, putting on a wrist If you're blue and you don't know where to go to Why don't you go after All right, coming into the bottom of the hour, and once again, like we did last week, because this is simply a listing show, to throw a seven days and 70 seconds in at this point would seem like putting you know, icing on top of an already iced cake. Not that that's a bad thing. I love icing. But it may very well be too much. So let's just continue with 1961 on this, the cocktail party show. In May, Dick Dale puts out the instrument let's go trippin' on his own Deltone label. This is back when you could just release a single mm-hmm. yourself if you had the coin. Cool. Becomes a regional hit in California and may be the first surf rock song. Once again, it's called Let's Go Trippin' Dick Dale. Go take a listen to it. May, New Orleans R&B singer Ernie K. Doe tops the first R&B chart 
with Mother-in-Law, written and produced by Alan Toussaint. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, hey, look at this. These kind of comedy records can shoot to number one. Yeah, we love it. We Aww. need to laugh, right? June 14th, Patsy Klein is hospitalized as a result of a head-on car collision. You will hear about this as well. While she's in the hospital, the song I Fall to Pieces becomes a big country pop over cross hit for her, to which you say, why would you point that out? Think about it. What happens to sales after a person dies? Mm-hmm. What happens to sales after something like yeah. that? And yeah. so that would I Fall to Pieces have been such a big hit had she not been in this car accident? October 17th, former school friends Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, later with the Rolling Stones, meet up with each other on the Dartford Railway Station in Kent, England, on their way to their colleges, and they discover they both have a mutual taste for this kind of R&B stuff that's coming out of the United States, and they'll later decide, yeah, we should we should form up. We should join up. December 8th, the Beach Boys release their debut single, Surfin' and Luau. Now, I know what you're thinking. Let's go surfing now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's learning how. Nope, 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 nope. It's a different song. I have it. I'm going to play it for you. It was on the California Index Candix Rail. Did I get that right? The California label Candix Records. I'm reading so well today. You are. Do Bo- it. Bob Seeger forms his first band in high school in 1961, and the Country Music Association CMA creates the Country Music Hall of Fame and inducts Jimmy Rogers. Fred Rose and Hank Williams as the first three members. Okay, that wraps up 1961. So, what about that Beach Boys song? Ready, ready? It's called Surfin'. And once again, on the California label, Candix Records. Boy, did I screw that up. Here on Rock School. Surfin' is the only life, the only way for me now. Surf. Surf. With I got up this morning, turned on my radio. I was checking out the surfing scene to see if I would go. And when the DJ tells me that the surfing is fine, that's when I know my baby and I will have a good time. Now the dawn is breaking and we really gotta go But we'll be back here very soon, that you better know Yeah, my surfing knots are rising and my sword is losing wax But that won't stop me, baby, cause you know I'm coming back Going surfing off, dip dip 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 Surfing is the only life, the only way for me now. Come on, pretty baby, and surf with me, yeah. We got just enough time before we get to the second break to give you a few more bits of information. Play one more song. We are now in 1971. The rock and roll era, blatantly well into swing, well through, and now we're into past the the British invasions, both of them, the one with the Beatles and then the one with the Rockers and Led Zeppelin and such. So we're into the 70s. This is what some people would call really the classic rock era. 
late 60s into the 70s. So here we are, 1971. Everything I tell you is going to happen 50 years ago. February 1. Ginger Baker and Elvin Jones hold what is thought to be the first drum battle that anyone cared about at the Lyceum. Baker, who is a rock drummer, holds his own against a jazz drummer. And at the end of it, they hugged and they claimed truce. And you can find bits and pieces of it if you want to start looking for it. February 3rd, Davy Jones announces he's leaving the monkeys. Why? The pace was killing him. Uh Just simply killing him. February 16th, Alan Passaro of the Hells Angels is acquitted of the stabbing death of Meredith Hunter on Altamont Speedway's concert of the Rolling Stones, 1969. Then, immediately sues the Rolling Stones for invasion of privacy because the documentary film Gimme Shelter shows the stabbing. And it also, and I, I've done research on this, I've, I've lectured on this, it also proves that the, 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 the uh, Hells Angels were always like, well, he was going to shoot at Mick Jagger and we luckily saved Mick Jagger. Right. It, it's not true. It, if you know where the stage is when you see it and, and what Meredith Hunter is doing and what Pissarro is doing, no, he didn't. I, it's hard to even see a gun if there was one. Did and he get any was, money out of the lawsuit? Drawn. You know, I don't know about that. March 1st, this is 1971, the lineup for Queen is completed when bassist John Deacon joins the band. March 12th through 13th, the Allman Brothers records its live album at Fillmore East. Oh, it's so good. And then finally, March 16th, when we're going to play, Simon and Garfunkel sweep the 13th annual Grammys with Bridge Over Troubled Water. Can you take a swing at who is the best new artist, 1971? Nin- Not Simon and Garfunkel. Who's the best new artist? 1971. Huh? Uh, I huh? don't know. The Carpenters, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, really? But here's Simon and Garfunkel on Rock School. Coming into the second break, talking 1971. Everything I mentioned happened 50 years ago this year. Uh, May 12th, Mick Jagger marries up Bianca in Saint-Tropez, France. Uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, by the way, were wedding guests. June 1st, and we've been here, by the way. Elvis Presley's birthplace, a two-room shack in Tupelo, is opened up to the public as a uh, tourist attraction. Yeah, it is. And we, it was nice. They, we gave them the money, and they just basically let us wander through it. Right. Lots of pictures, lots of pictures. The Glastonbury Festival starts June 20th through 24th, uh, held during the summer solstice, uh, southwest England. David Bowie, traffic, 
and Hawkwind all play. July the 4th, the Fillmore West is closed in San Francisco. Santana, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and Grateful Dead all play. It is believed in the song American Pie by Don McLean. Yeah. That's what he's talking about when he says the man there said the music wouldn't play. That makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. But he, McLean, has never once said, yeah, that's what it means. Well, he won't say anything, will he? Well, his statement is, when somebody says to him, what does American Pie mean? His statement is, it means I never have to work again if I don't want to. Which is a great line. Uh, Also in July, the concert for Bangladesh at Madison Square Garden happens. George Harrison, Ravi Shankar, Ringo Starr, Bob Dylan, and Leon Russell. August 31. John Lennon leaves Britain for New York City and will never return. But more than that, on August 31st, more than that, Mm -hmm. the Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour premieres. Yeah. Yeah. You, babe. Yeah, it does. September 11th, the Jackson 5 starts a new cartoon on ABC. And by the way, if you're going to talk about the cartoon, spell Jackson 5. You spell Jackson like Jackson. But 5 is spelled the number 5. I-V-E. October, the soundtrack to the first rock opera, Jesus Christ Superstar, goes to number one. Who's listening to us on this, the Cocktail Hour Show? K-W-I-T-K-O-J-I, Sioux City, Iowa. We're, we're all about the AMFMs today here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, still 1971. In fact, let's wrap up the year. Everything we talk about 50 years ago this year. November 6th, Cher finally gets to number one with Gypsies, Traps, and Thieves. November 8th, Led Zeppelin releases the fourth studio album. I don't know. What's it called? Is it Sozo? Is it Zeppelin 4? Why would they do that? I don't know. Is it Guy with like grain on his back? I'm not sure what the actual name of it is. December 4th, and this is probably going to be the one we play, the Montreux Casino in Montreux, Switzerland. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, there's a performance that night by Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention and Deep Purple, who are recording there in Switzerland, happen to stop by the show. Some stupid with a flare gun fires it into the rafters, and the entire casino burns to the ground. Oh, my gosh. The next morning, lots of fog, but there was also, thanks to the heaviness of the fog, smoke on the water. 
And then December 10th, Frank Zappa breaks his leg after being pushed off the stage by a deranged fan at the Rainbow in London. He he mentions it in a song because he he really he didn't just break his leg. He did damage to it. There's a song called Dancing Fool where he says, one of my legs is shorter than the other end. Both of my feet's too long. <laughs> one of his legs is indeed shorter than the oh. other thanks to this. And then uh, the final one from 1971, December 31st, the very first airing of New Year's Rockin' Eve. Do it, Dick Clark. Was Dick Clark around? Sure he was. Was he part of it? Sure. I don't know. It's just called New Year's Rockin' Eve. Oh, I bet it was. Smoke on the water here on Rock School. Coming into the last break here on Rock School, we're going to continue next week with this, and we'll start with the year 1981. But since we finished 1971, let me throw just a couple at you from 81. We'll play one song, uh, and it's got a neat little piece of information behind it. In February, the Stray Cats have their first hit riding the UK's Rockabilly Revival. What's interesting about it is he goes over there, he becomes a rock and roll Rockabilly fan, comes over here and starts an entire revival. Then he decides, you know what would really be good? Uh If we brought back Big Band. And he starts this whole revival on Big Band, even though David Lee Roth was playing with a Big Band first but we won't get into that you have to think if this guy comes out of the you know out of his house and says you know what i think it's time to do punk country disco you'd have to work you kind of have to look at him and go you know what okay (laughs) let's try it you've done it twice before uh let me just get to the one i want to play when i teach the the 159 class that's the early class that i teach in my in my department it's basically an overlook of everything in communication i talk about tv and radio and all these But I also talk about music, and one of the things I ask the students is, name for me the first rap song to go to number one. Maybe the first rap song, period. And they name all these things by the Beastie Boys, and somebody invariably brings up Vanilla Ice and and Ice Ice Baby. And whereas it went to number one, and that's true, it wasn't. But you have to kind of take it whether it's true or not. In 1981, Blondie, 
who was a fan of what was happening in the nightclubs in Manhattan and also up in the northern part of Manhattan in a place called Bedford-Stuyvesant where people were taking record players, Mm -hmm. slowing them down and speeding them up so the records just went right into one another. And then somebody would come out and tell people what to do. Mm -hmm. Put your hands in the air and wave them like I just don't care. Uh, Everybody scream, that kind of thing. That person was called an MC, and it was starting to be that people went to hear the MCs. Right. Blondie saw this. So what she did, and a lot of people say, well, you're just co-opting it. Maybe she is. But she came up with what is probably the first rap song to go to number one. Rapture. Mm-hmm. And it's got an F-bomb in it. And I'm going to bleep it, but it's got an F-bomb in it. So I tell this to my students, and they look at me like, you got to be kidding me. Blondie is the first rap song to go to number one? If I had to answer it on a special edition of Jeopardy, that's what I would say. So that wraps it up. We'll start next week with 1981. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. That does it. Class is dismissed. Fat Five Freddy told me everybody slide. DJ spinning, I said, my, my. Flash is fast. Flash is cool. Francois, c'est pas. Flash ain't no do. And you don't stop. Shoot a shot. Go out to the parking lot and get in your car and drive real far. And you drive all night and then you see a light and it comes right down and lands on the ground. Go out at night.